All right, welcome back everybody to our Golden Ranch Fire District Community First series. And as you know, we interview a bunch of different people in our community that make an impact and that we work with together. And today's guest is Pastor Craig Coulter. Craig is the head pastor, is that the best way to say it, for the uh, Oral Valley Church of the Nazarene. And we work together a lot with, um, you've often hosted a lot of first responder breakfasts and, and some other things like our graduation. And so we're really familiar with your facility, which is beautiful, by the way. And um, we wanted to get to know you a little better sure. today. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's really fun. We've had a little bit of chance to get to know each other in the past and today. And so it's, it's a great time. Right. Yeah. Maybe the first uh, thought is, what brought you into both becoming a pastor and taking this route and also to the Oral Valley area? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to be a pastor. I was a, uh, I was a, a kid of a pastor and had a great experience, but uh, just never thought that was my thing. And uh, so I was all against it. Uh, but I feel like uh, I, I haven't heard God's voice, so I don't want to, don't want to say that. <laughs> but uh, just sense that uh, a, a leading of God to say, hey, this is this is the path that I want you to take. And we've already talked that I was a business major in college, so it was halfway through college. And uh, I thought, wow, I'm, I'm already on a whole other path. This is going to be a, an extreme change. Uh, but it's been extremely rewarding. I've been a pastor for 30 years. And uh, 20 years ago, um, we, my wife and I were in southwest Kansas. We loved it. The people there were fantastic. It was a great little community, farming community. Uh, and the church here in Oro Valley said, hey, would you come out and interview? I said, I don't, I don't think that's a great idea. I love where I'm at. I'm happy. <laughs> they said, just come and check it out. So you have to you put yourself in my position. It was December, and it was very cold. <laughs> the wind always blew there. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with southwest uh, Kansas. Southwest Kansas has cattle all over the place. They have feed yards. So it didn't matter which way the wind was blowing. Oh, okay. The smell. <laughs> the smell of money is what they would say. And I was like, it's, I'm not sure I know of that. So, uh, so anyways, we came down here. Uh, remember, Kansas, Southwest Kansas is windy. It's cold, very cold. And you can stand on a pop can and see for miles. Wow. And uh, came here, it's 65 degrees. The wind's not blowing. And the biggest thing was there's these beautiful mountains right oh, here. Oh, right. We live in the most incredible place. I try not to tell people because I don't want everybody to come and, and crowd us out of our place here. Sure. It is one of the most beautiful places uh, on this planet. My wife and I love it. We're going to be here for the rest of our lives. And uh, it was. I, I tell people this. I just say, you know what? Uh, got here, 65 degrees, mountains. I heard God's voice saying, come in. <laughs> exactly. So we came here, and uh, we've been here for 21 years. We love it. It's a great community. The people here are so kind. Uh, we feel like we're kind of in a little larger city, uh, Tucson, but Oro Valley. Doesn't it just seem like it's just a, such a friendly place? And yes. everybody I meet is just is just very kind and just you know, wonderful people. So really love being here. And what about your kids? Did you have them in Kansas uh -huh. here? Uh, we came here when our daughter was uh, in fifth grade and our son was in first grade. And our plan was the next move we made, uh, we were going to stay there. We wanted to be here for forever, and so we were very intentional. One of the great things is now our kids are established here, and uh, we have a grandchild and one on the way, and so we kind of feel like 
this is if, if we could have our kids grow up here and okay that's happened now have our grandkids stay here oh yeah that would just be the best. that's icing on the yeah. cake and yeah. I'm guessing you're as big a fan as a grandparent as my mother who says being a grandparent is much better than being a parent she says that pretty enthusiastically yes. I try not to personally <laughs> yes. but yeah she's she's really into it so. yeah I I I, uh, <laughs> I I think parenting's great but the grandparenting thing. Man, I would do anything for my grandchild. Yeah, it's just, she's fantastic. Right, and you don't have to be the law dropper right. as much, right, as when you're a parent and yeah. you really have to keep that ship tight versus uh, being a little free-forming and uh, allowing some more play with the grandkids. Yeah, and I, I'm the granddad that, uh, uh, Papa, that uh, goes out and I'm always getting M&Ms or gum or whatever, yes. and when, when Rosie comes over, man, I, I got stuff for her, and uh, we're always going out playing. Isn't that a nice reward for yeah. working hard as a parent? It's really great. Mm -hmm. And how old is she? She's three. Okay. And uh, so she loves to swim, uh, even in the cold water. <laughs> Last in October, she, she goes, Papa, come on, let's swim. I said, oh, it's really cold. She goes, I don't care. Let's swim. So we got her bathing suits on and jumped in. I'll never forget her face when she jumped in. <laughs> she realized how cold it was going to be. Oh, it just she, got real. Yeah, the look on her face like, ah. And, uh, but we stayed in the pool for man, probably half an hour. And uh, I said, yeah, it's time to get out. Let's go. No, no, no. I want to stay in. So she loves it. And her teeth are chattering a yes, little bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Very good. Well, you need to bring Rosie to visit a fire station at some point. Oh, she would oh love, that's she right. Loves, uh, she loves uh, uh, garbage trucks. When the garbage truck comes by, she's big on, on going to the window and watching, and she, she finds that fascinating. And, uh, Scott, you talked about your daughter putting stuff together. Oh, she yeah. She loves trains. She loves anything to put together. She loves that stuff, so... Yeah, I think as a parent, we all kind of get on the same page of, and as a grandparent too, you're navigating the likes and dislikes of your kids. And you're not necessarily saying, well, you've got to do this and there's only one way. I think a lot of us try to be reasonable and go, well, what does she seem to gravitate to and how can I help foster that? And Absolutely. a lot of times you have to dip your toe into a lot of different things before yeah. you realize I don't like it. And um, I think that was you with the violin. I liked it. I, I liked it too. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Nice. And then I got into high school, yeah. and there was boys. Uh -huh. which, man, maybe my only regret is that I was more interested in boys than the violin. I should have stayed interested in the violin. Yeah. 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 Violin yeah. won't let you down. The violin won't let you down. <laughs> there That's wasn't the drama. That's right. That's right. But it was fun. Learning a musical instrument, I think, is valuable for anybody yeah, to just so try it, yeah. even if it's you know you hear stories about. Yeah. Forget the value of also yeah. having that on board with all your other extracurricular stuff. Have you guys ever gotten together and you played your violin, you played your guitar? And kind of no, we've done uh, we've done acapella musicals, I think, together when we're office. just uh, in the office, but not had had not brought the instruments in yet. Yeah, we sound really good on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, nobody's around. Yeah, YouTube there you videos. go. Sure. And man, it is magic. It's mostly in our minds. <laughs> Yes. But for 30 seconds, we sound like, <laughs> like Donnie and Marie. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Come on. I love Donnie and Marie. <laughs> well, one of the things about your uh, about OVCN that I think you're really getting known for in the community yeah. is the music yeah. and the uh, the worship arts that you have there. And so 
How did that kind of evolve? Was that always natural as part of it? or? Yeah. Uh, when I came here, uh, the, the worship leader that we had uh, did a tremendous job doing a big Christmas musical. And we oh, I heard about that. We had 10,000 people come. Wow. And our sanctuary, it only holds like 600 people. So, I mean, we have to pack the place out over and over. It would go like for two weeks, and, and we'd be dead. It was just, it was oh, so that'd be hard. a great time. Volunteers. And uh, it was great. It was wonderful. It had a huge, it was a one-hour show, and we would do it like sometimes three times a day. It was just, it was crazy. It was like a full uh, Broadway series. Yes, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, oh, we had all kinds of stuff going on. Like, um, yeah, anyways, there's lots, <laughs> lots of stuff going on. But uh, we, uh, that, that uh, worship pastor retired three years ago and uh, four years ago, and so we have another worship pastor. So one of the things is that, uh, especially during Christmas, we have a big band. It's going to be at Winter Haven. Uh, it's going to be at the zoo and uh, uh, Ore Valley Marketplace. And so, and they're not just kind of good. They're excellent. They're oh, right. Like some of the top people from uh, this community. And uh, it's really good stuff. It's excellent. If you have a chance to hear them, it's really good. There's a lot of talent in our community for sure. Absolutely, That's yes. That's great that you're providing a platform for them yeah. to come together and yeah. play, sing. Yeah. Christmas music. I mean, come on. You get a big band playing Christmas music. Yeah. And so really it's a it's a variety depending on your service time too, right? Because a, uh, a different structure of band with different music will set up depending on the, yeah. on the service. So yeah. how does that kind of work? So we, uh, a few years ago, we... we our, the, the, uh, our worship style wasn't for everyone, and we wanted to get younger in one of the worship styles. So, but we didn't want to change. It's one of those things that sure, we have that's a group of people tough. that love it. Let, let's let's stick right. with what we have. So we had a large group of people going to our church that loved the worship that we had. And so we thought, okay, you know what? Let's kind of expand that a little bit and uh, uh, brought in somebody that uh, guitar, and we're ready to go. and and several guitars and drums and we're right and, it's, it, and so this, the, we started another style of service same sermon and so uh, we started doing on our campus we started doing two other services in different places brought it over into our main sanctuary three years ago so now we have two services that are kind of mainline worship and uh, two services that are uh, it, it, it it's it's great music. I love it. It's oh, yeah. It's really loud, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it is. Uh, you know, another thing I noticed, I don't know how recent this is, but because we're in there for first responder breakfast and other oh, yeah. things, you have this big kind of open room that's yeah. that's for service and banquets or different yeah. things, and there's an actual coffee shop in there that has like nitro cold brew and espresso machine and like it's 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 amazing it is i love it that's great so we call it uh, it has a weird name we call it the third space okay i'm not sure if it's the best name but the way we got the third space is uh starbucks talks about uh your home being the first place your workplace being the second place but you always have that place where you connect with people Right. And they call it the third space. Okay. They want, they want it to be yeah. Starbucks, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we pulled that idea and we said we wanted this, this area, and it's large. It, it's oh, big. yeah. Uh, it has uh, a, a big 
20 foot by 12 foot uh, uh, screen there that uh, sometimes we do Monday night football. We have all kinds of fun. Oh, that's we great. We on Sunday morning there so you can sit up there instead of the sanctuary and, and uh, sit back. And you can sit on a couch and have a cup of coffee. It's a great experience to have a worship service uh, outside of the sanctuary, right? Right. right. The corner from it. But uh, we, we love that it's a connecting spot. And, uh, and, and people between services, man, there's, it's loud in there because there's so many <laughs> people that are coming through. And it has four garage doors. We open up the garage doors this time of year, and uh, it's great. It has a great patio. And you're just creating another space on that campus for community. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Right. As we talked about earlier, relationships are the most important thing in life. Yeah, and I'd imagine that it was pretty difficult for you uh, during the pandemic of having to, you're responsible for all these people that are in these large gatherings, and now you're having to shut things down or adjust. And um, how did how did your your community stay together or come together or evolve during that? Yeah. Uh, it was it was really important for us to uh, when everything got shut down to, uh, first of all, provide a great way for people. There's just this unity in, hey, I know the world is, is it's going crazy during the pandemic, but I have this church, and I'm a part of this community of believers, and I'm tied together. That kind of gives people hope, right? And that's yeah. really important to us. But there was another part of, of COVID that was really important to our church and our church community, and that was to make sure we took care of each other. And uh, so we did a couple things. One of them is, uh, I heard a pastor that called everybody in his church that was over 70 just to make sure that they were all right, they were well taken care of. That's tremendous. I thought that was fabulous, right? Yep. And so I presented it to my, my, uh, my uh, executive team, and I said, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think we ought to do? And they went, why just over 70? Why wouldn't we call everybody wow. in the church? And so five times throughout the pandemic, and it's, you know, you have, we have 20 500 people that go to our church on a Sunday. And, mm -hmm. and there's about 4,000 people that call OBC in their church home. So uh, to call everybody, That's, it, yeah. you know, if it's just me calling everybody, it would take a while. So right. we started this huge project of, of, hey, if everybody could take 20 names sure. uh, in, on, on the leadership and, uh, and, and call people and just say, hey, listen, we're praying for you. Uh, we want the best for you. If you have needs, if you have something that you don't have that you're, you're just, hey, I don't know how I'm going to make it. If you'll let us know. And we started matching people up that, that didn't have something, whether it was food or whatever, uh, with people that, hey, you know what? I could go out and I could get food and I could, I could help them out, which developed into a little bit of a, a process. And we, we're all about process. And, right. Uh, uh, so we, we started the, this process that twice, uh, twice a month, we would have in our kitchen, we have a full uh, kitchen, we would have a staff come in and they would make all kinds of food. And uh, so twice a month, uh, it would be uh, once to single moms. Mm -hmm. uh, we felt like a huge ministry to single moms. Just think during the pandemic of, of how hard that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, here are these wonderful moms that are working and, and they're pouring their lives into their kids. And they need some. I, I felt like, hey, we can help them out. We can come alongside of them. And so we would go and we would, we would have these huge boxes of uh, food, uh, not only prepared, but groceries. And then we would have a card and a gift card in there. Hey, if, you, if, you, if we miss something, hey, go out and get it. And we want to provide that. And then we would have 
coolest thing. It would be like a Saturday morning, we'd say nine o'clock, and we'd have it all arranged so that people knew exactly where they were going. But people would drive up from our church, we would load up these, they wouldn't have to have any contact at all. Right. We would we would have these huge boxes we would put in the back of their cars, and then they would drive them and drop them off at either a single mom's or a lot of times we did for, for people that were elderly in our church that, that just didn't get out. We would do the same thing for them. So wow. uh, it was one of these things where one time a month we did it for single moms and one time a month we did it for uh, just some, some people that were older that just needed some help. They just and, needed a little help. Yeah. And, and so there were people that, were, that we went and gave this food to that were going, man, we didn't know what to do. We were, we were coming to the end of our food and we didn't feel like we could get out anywhere. And it was, it was that church community that provided for them. And I love that. I, that's, a, that's the way a community ought to be. It's the way a yes. church ought to be. Yes. And I love that. I think it's, you would expect every church. I'm sure every church did stuff like that that really ministered to people and their needs during this time. That's tremendous. I think when you were speaking and you mentioned your plan with your executive team about do I call those over yeah. 70? And they said, no, Pastor Craig, we're calling everybody. Yeah. That right there for me yeah. really exemplifies the spirit of your church community yeah. because for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity to work with your team or to be at a service, yeah. that's what Oro Valley Church of Nazarene does. Yeah. They don't say, how can we make a change for this little community? They say, how can we make a difference for everybody? Yeah. It's a great team to work with. Yeah. They're a lot of fun and uh, they have big vision and uh, they, they don't just see just a little bit of, hey, let's minister to these people. It's, it's like with our sports facility. It's, hey, we want to minister to a large group of people. It's and, tremendous. Uh, well, let's talk about that a little bit because you, you know, for as, as amazing as the third space is and you're evolving of having your own community coffee shop yeah, and, yeah. and you have even bigger plans in uh, expanding the facility. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. We, we believe that God has given us a vision and it's big. It's bigger than, than I can put my mind around sometimes because it really is huge. But um, we know that sports... Oro Valley has a sports culture. Yeah. And there's just no way to get around it. You guys are parents. You guys know this. And of all ages, too, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Very active. I, I laugh with people that there's this new sport coming up called pickleball. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm so into it. I'm not sure if you guys have played. Oh, yeah. It is so much fun. It is, it is this great There sport. is a... Uh, Almost every bay here has some pickleball tape yes. for boundaries yeah. and yeah. and a little net that goes up sometimes when Absolutely. it's uh, when it's all the so work's done and yeah. it's yeah, oh yeah. So uh, the sports culture. I mean, with the weather we have, you can't. You got to get out and enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of laughed about uh, going up north and and the cold weather and what that's one of the things that makes Oro Valley and Tucson and this area so great is you can do sports all year round my right. kids did all sports they don't know any any different oh yeah I'll never forget my son we went back to uh, Robbins Pokes and, and uh, Kansas City and he, he picked up a nice uh, scraper that cleans off windshields yeah you guys know what those look like I know what they look like <laughs> I don't know well, I opened in college because I was at NAU oh nice yeah. yeah well sure you would know what it is then up there so he goes What's, what's this? Yeah, isn't that myself. a new thing? If you live all your life in Tucson, you don't, you don't know, know what these things are. So this great sports culture. And, and nowadays, parents are just so involved. I, I was thinking, when, when I was involved in, uh, in Little League Baseball, when I first started, 
parents, I rode my bike down. Oh, yeah. My parents didn't come in the, oh, my Yeah, maybe sometimes if it, yeah. but not all the time. And, and, and I had great parents, but that's not the way it was. But here, man, when you do sports, it's not just the kid, it's the family that comes. And, and I love that. I think that's wonderful. And so we've had a great success in our church of having uh, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We partner with them. And uh, we have this great sports program. It's our leagues. It's our coaches. Uh, it's people from our church that are putting this on. Oh, cool. And so we have these great leagues, and we've been doing it. But we have to rent facilities in order to do it. And it's, it's very difficult. Uh, and I get it. Other you know, schools are doing their own thing. And, and uh, sometimes they don't always say, hey, you know, by the way, we have this event. And we show up, and they have something else. Well, it's their, it's their right. property. So I don't have a problem. That, but it is difficult. And so uh, a few years ago, we came up with this idea. What would happen if we built our own sports facility and it would be our church, our facility, and we would use it uh, to make a difference, not just in our church. That's really important that our community knows that we're not building these facilities for us. It's for the community. Now, it's not a, a community sports field. It's, it's actually our sports that we're doing for the community. But we feel like we can make a huge impact in this community by having uh, an outdoor activity field. We're having a full-size football field right. uh, that, that, that will be so much fun. Uh, we feel like with a, uh, a football field, especially with kids' sports, uh, uh, grade school sports, you can go not lengthwise. You can go sideways. Oh, yeah, like exactly. Four, four For when they're smaller. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and, and how exciting is it on, on a Saturday morning to have, have that going on? And, and uh, we think that's kind of a really cool thing. And it's not just for kids. All these facilities are going to be for uh, uh, high school kids, middle school kids, and young adults as well. We'll have different things for them. And uh, we have an indoor uh, gym area, and it doesn't, doesn't have one. We plan to have four uh, indoor high school-type gyms. And uh, we had a, a sports company come out because we wanted to know, you know, is this, is this a wise thing for us to do? And they came out. They said, we only... We only give approval for 25% of the, of the companies that, or the Projects. organizations that come in and say, hey, is this a good idea? Right. And they looked at us, they did a study of, of Tucson and Oro Valley in this area, and they said, hey, listen, this, the sports culture around here, it is, there's a huge need for this around here. And so we think, hey, that, we could do that. We could be a part of that. So we have... Uh, and, and I think of the, uh, the the basketball indoor basketball courts, and I think to myself, you know what that is? Those are like each one of those courts is like a, a you can line it off and do pickleball, pickleball. indoor. Yep. And uh, even in the summertime, all year round. Yes. So <laughs> I, I get excited. About that. Oh, that's great! And then you're you're so close to the uh, the James Craig Park, yeah. also with with the additional facilities that the community has and. Yeah. Now you got swimming events, and you don't have to build your own Olympic-sized pool. Yeah. Oh, man. It's such a great, you think of the, the, the facilities that our city has, like like James Craig Park and, and the pool right there. You know, I drive by sometimes on on, uh, on the way to the church and come down Kayak and Cordy, and I look over and I see everybody. That it is such a great thing that our city has done to emphasize that in this area, man, the, the pool just fits. Right. And uh, so, you know, you have... The pool, James Craig Park, you have CDO High School with all their facilities, and we're right beside that. So it just kind of lends itself that, that we would right next door. Well, here we have these facilities as well. 
Well, and I had to, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we were at one of your planning meetings because the fire department kind of is sure. involved on it. And isn't there also like a, some sort of either theater outs or perf performing arts of yeah. some kind? Is yeah, that outside or inside? or outdoor amphitheater. That's right. That uh, will seat 250, 300 people. We have on the plans. We're not sure when we're going to be able to do it. But <laughs> it is, if you go out there and see where it's kind of located, Push Ridge is right there. Oh, it great. It is larger than life. Yeah, it's perfectly. <laughs> yeah. and, and what's really funny is the first time we drew those plans, we, for, for some reason, we had people looking to the west. And I said, hey, guys, let's turn this around. Because let's let's put the stage oh, yeah. on the east side and people pointing facing the, the Push Ridge Mounds. It's magical. It is really uh, and we think that that could be a great place for uh, drama to come in and mm -hmm. do stuff or maybe weddings or you know you could do a lot of yeah. things in an amphithe outdoor amphitheater like that. Oh, uh, that and would, with the weather, like you said. Yeah, it would just be so good. So. I think when that comes to fruition, because it will, because yeah. I know that you all are you are magic with your team and the way that you're able to bring things to life. Um, Scott and I can just come down there and we'll practice our yeah, play your drama. <laughs> yes. Follies on your I love it. auditorium. Yeah, we, we could have a, a sing along with Scott <laughs> and Marie. You could do sing along with Scott Rob and not with Anne Marie, but I will be there. Oh, really? My singing is best when it's, like I said, you know, 30 second spurts. Nice. And, yeah. Just being modest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sing along with Wouldn't that be great? With, well, and, you know, like you talked about sharing the facilities, and, and that's something that you have a good partnership with CDO already as it is in terms of, like, overflow parking, right? Because sometimes you're probably really crowded Sunday morning. Yeah. Friday nights, they're probably really crowded during football, and, and you want to be able to share those as well, right? We, we have a great – we've always have had a great agreement. We're right next door. It just makes sense. Hey, if we can help CDO out, we, we're happy. Has always been very gracious to just be there for us. And we've had a great partnership with with a lot of different organizations, and CDO is one of them, and, and we love that. And your partnership with the fire service. Yeah. So, how often do you uh, interact? Does you and your team interact with us? You've been hosting some first responder breakfasts and some graduations, and we we love that. It doesn't seem like that much, and and, and you talk about it like it's a lot. I. I feel like it's uh, just a small portion, but we do that with uh, also Oro Valley uh, Police, and uh, we love that. That's awesome. They had a graduation a couple weeks ago. I was driving to church, and the, the thing that shocks me is they don't always tell me what's going on. Okay. And, uh, and, and so I'm a lot of times the last one to know, and, and there's like 300 police uh, going walking into our facility on a Friday night, and I'm going... What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So uh, we love that. The FBI came for a couple days uh, uh, last month and uh, did some training, and I love that. that oh yeah. Great. So it's a beautiful facility. Your team does such a nice job supporting whatever AV needs yeah. we have with regard to our graduations, sure. and it's one of it's a real point of pride for me as a yeah. community relations person. Sure. Our graduations are so beautiful, and we invite lots of people from other jurisdictions, and we get a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. And most of it, yes, it's a reflection of, of Golden Ranch and our hard work. Yes. But it's really nice to showcase, like you've said, the partnership. And we enjoy such a great partnership with your team and with the church. And Thank it's so just, much. it's a beautiful way to demonstrate to our new folks coming into our organization at graduation 
but that's what we value yeah. is that community sense of partnership, our faith-based friends. Yeah. Isn't um, that the way it ought to be? It when, should be that when way. When you're in a community, there ought to be this working relationship. Yep. Hey, I'll help you with whatever you need, and, and we'll work together, and we'll make this a great community where, where, we're, where man, families, yep. man, I just feel like, hey, we can come alongside families and, and the, whole, the, the whole community going, hey, what can we do to help you out? And, and uh, yeah, it's a good thing. You know, there's a, there's a person that, works for us that really vouches for you as as a person uh and I, you know chris grissom obviously yeah. i think oh, yeah. you married him yes and becky yeah <laughs> yeah and and he is licking his chops at that uh sports complex yes. and, and yes. being able to do that because i don't know if you know but you know he he coaches flag football and he coaches these tremendous high-level teams that one went all the way to the Super Bowl in Florida and won. One is going this this year to, yes. to L.A. and to call this home. And specifically, I know that he was he was super excited when he was hearing that yeah. about His the fields. Mom, uh, is actually a huge advertiser for him and his <laughs> kids on Facebook. So she's okay. About hey, this is what my grandson did, and, and so I get to follow through his mom, uh, <laughs> all these posts and watching, and man, his his kids are great athletes. Well, and he says, you know, it's like Craig is the real deal. Like you know, a lot of people, because you don't know, especially you you have this persona where a lot of people might know not might not know you personally, but you're up on stage on Sundays and you're delivering for a large audience, and it's it's people may not have a more intimate connection with you. That's one reason why we like to bring you on, but I just wanted to validate that your fellow Dallas Cowboy fan yes, he is, is he also, is. Uh, yeah. also vouches for you. Yeah. That's awesome. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, it, was, it was a great wedding, too. I remember it was a long time ago, but uh, Chris and Becky are awesome. Yeah. I think he said it was supposed to be the first one in the new place, yeah. but it it didn't quite work out, or it did work out. I wasn't sure if it. Uh, I think, I think it just wasn't quite ready. But yeah, there. <laughs> you're right. So um, we usually like to go down the road of like fun facts or something that might be unique to you, uh -huh. because. Um, we were talking kind of behind the scenes, and it it struck me as as odd that you don't necessarily enjoy or feel super comfortable talking to large groups of people. No, and that's, that's interesting for a pastor, right? I love, if I could sit in a, in a, uh, at a table with, a, uh, you know, two or three, four, five, six people, I love this. This is, this is the best. Mm -hmm. uh, it's relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, getting up in front of people, uh, it's, it's not what I feel like I'm uh, comfortable with. And uh, so I, I do it, it's my job, uh, but where, where I really love it is when I can just sit down and just do life. Hey, we can talk about real stuff and, and uh, there's that feedback, just not feedback. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's real. That's a really fun nugget for anybody out there who has stage fright or who has a fear or yeah. anxiety associated with public Huge speaking. fear of standing up in front of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you just do it because yeah. that's your calling, that's your job, like yeah. you said, you need, that's part of what you do. But that's really a testament to, okay, I'm gonna lean on my community to yeah. give me support and energy in this yeah. moment.
moment where I'm not yeah. comfortable at all. They do. They're, they're yeah. great, too. They smile at me, and, and I think sometimes they go, oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I think I'm really funny sometimes. They go, yeah, you're not that funny. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I, I, in college, failed speech. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So it was one of those things that uh, I had to work on. Yeah, I do it, but I really like it when I can just sit down and uh, it's just a small group of people. Yes. It's more intimate. Well, and I think you have a lot of uh, different programs and services that kind of go beyond the the church on Sundays, and, and we were looking at it, and I think you had a couple. So your website's a wealth of knowledge, great resource for people who are searching for opportunities, maybe directly with the church, or like you've mentioned so many of the services that you offer. And one of the other pages that I selected and was checking out was a page about Alpha, and there's some cool photos on there. Yeah, there's really great. But tell me about Alpha. Okay, Alpha is a non-denomination, not not our denomination, and it's not it's it's just a place where you can come and you can ask questions, and it's this wonderful curriculum that's put together by uh, a church that's in England, and uh, it's fast moving. It's a little bit of somebody speaking, but it's a lot of testimonies, a lot of uh, uh, it, it it just goes by really fast. And so what happens at Alpha? is uh, we have a half an hour where uh, people are able to sit down and eat together. I mean, how many times do we, do we go and, and for 10, it's a, about a 10 week course. So for 10 weeks, there's a, a one night a week that we uh, have alpha and people come together and they get a free meal. And, uh, and then after the meal, there's this video, it goes really fast. And then there's just uh, three or four questions that around the table, no one has the answers. It's just, hey, let's just talk about life and let's talk about how we feel that uh, that subject of that night, how it plays out in our life. And uh, we, we love it. We're doing it on our campus, but uh, we, we hope that in a couple months we'll start one of our alphas with some other churches talking about partnerships and other churches, Catholic churches, Protestant churches coming together. And we want to have it not at a church. We actually have it set up for a restaurant that is giving us their... Uh, their, their facilities for a couple of hours. And uh, so we'll have a meal together there. We'll, we'll show the video uh, for 10 weeks and uh, just half hour, just go by really fast. And then conversation. And we think that kind of a non-threatening thing. Right. It's not at a church and we're partnering with other churches. We think that would be a really cool thing to do. I think that's awesome because there's so many things that are polarizing and that are putting people in their corners and pitting each other against one yeah. another and how nice, regardless of denomination, yeah. to be able to come together and just, hey, what's the common theme, what's the common thread, or yeah. something that's a common curiosity. Yeah. Hey, I have this question. Yeah. Just to have that conversation yeah. and maybe it just broadens your way of, your worldview, your way of thinking, yeah. and whenever there's food, right? Is that not just what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and where, where is there a place that you can ask questions yeah. that you've been wondering and you're not going to, number one, you're not going to just go, well, let me tell you the answer. Right. You're right. It's not what this is. It's, it's let's have a conversation about what, what that question is and, and let's talk about it. But it's not, hey, I know the answer, you don't. It's, let's, here's a way I think, what do you think? And, and uh, I, I think it's a great thing for our, our, uh, our society, our culture right oh, now yeah. to be able to do. And how cool, a platform for self-exploration yep. in a safe space. Yep. How fun is that? And 
and I haven't heard of an opportunity like that before, so that's yeah. really neat. It's really good. No, especially when you're exploring faith and, and spirituality and those concepts, because, you know, we we live in the, the a world where we're, like, weaponizing science and just saying, well, no, it's science. And, and, and you know, what's funny is, like, how long have we been around as humans? And do you really think that at this day and age that we have hit the pinnacle of all knowing for everything for the rest of existence? We've figured it all out. No. Yet that, yet those are the things. Exactly. And those are the things that start to pit people against each other is they're like, nope, this is absolute. It cannot be any different. I'm sure people thought that a hundred years ago about a topic, a thousand years ago about topic and on and on and on. So the openness to invite everybody and just say, let's, let's talk about these general themes and, and see what comes of it. No one judges anybody. No one says, hey, I got all the answers. I'm starved for that. We're just intelligent, friendly conversation where we're not coming after each other and it doesn't have to become argumentative and we can walk away. Yes. I can be friends with you and we're fine. Right. And it doesn't matter your political leanings or your religious background, but we can still be a community and support one another and celebrate one another. That's fabulous. I think for somebody like me too that's kind of been a I've been a spiritual nomad. I've gone to, you know, I didn't grow up with with religion at all, but I've gravitated towards a lot of different things. You know, we were members of the JCC for a long time. We were, uh, there's a LDS background in my 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 wife's family and just all different things. And, and the openness to experience that I, I love to kind of take pieces and, and experience myself to as much of it as possible. That's a great way to do it. I think Spiritual Nomad is the name of the next program. That's great. I love it. so cool. Okay, that'll be my artist name. <laughs> well, Craig, it's, it's been great having you. Really appreciate the time to sit down. I'm, I'm sure you're extra busy and uh, um, got a lot of juggling, moving parts with all these big projects going on at the church. So to come and chat with us has been been great. And I guess um, to leave it with, uh, how can the fire service better help you in your community involvement? Because I think the how you're helping us so much with this community and the, the getting people together and getting getting people more active with the sports stuff and healthier and all those things indirectly help us. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, every time I, I say, hey, you, you, could we call? Uh, the fire department and see if they could just help us with that. Uh, whether it's uh, 9-11, uh, man, I, we feel uh, like in our community, I'm not sure if you know this, but in front of our church, uh, July 4th happened to fall on Sunday, uh, 9-11 on the 20th year. Uh, we have this huge American flag. It's beautiful. And so it's really important to us that, uh, that we make a statement that we're part of a country that we believe our country was founded on, on biblical principles. And so we're really proud of our country. And so when we have big events like our July 4th celebration or something like that, I, I love the fact that we have such a great partnership with the fire department that we could call over and say, hey, listen, can you come over and, uh, 
and just kind of just show up and just kind of be out front and and I love that and, and uh, that's great to hear. Yeah, we'll keep calling us or inviting. Yes, okay, us. good. Sounds great. There. Good. Yes. Right, and there, you know, and being that you're not the only ones, we'd kind of do a lot of dividing and conquering yes. sometimes with. Uh, and isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Exactly. First responders in our culture at this time, I don't know why, but sometimes get a bad rap, and I just want to go. Man, I don't think I don't think the majority of people feel like that. I think the majority yep. of people feel like we are so grateful for uh, for how you guys go in, and and when everybody's running out, you guys are running in, and, and sometimes risking your life. And man, we are so appreciative of that. And I think as a, as a community, we need to constantly be looking for opportunities to say thank you for what you're doing. And so I love the partnership. That's where it goes back and forth, right? We appreciate the love we feel from all of you Good. at Oro Valley Church of the Nazarene. And uh, yeah, we're happy to do the job that we've chosen. It's yeah. a life of service and we love it. Sure. And there's sometimes some bad apples, but the majority of firefighters, police, military, they're just big hearted, yes. loving, service oriented yeah. individuals. So we appreciate Good people. Your, your care and concern for us. And get it right back to you. <laughs> yes. So thanks again. And we look forward to working with you soon on, a, on another graduation. We're actively recruiting for, a, for another academy and I'm sure we'll graduate. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next time, everybody.